Welcome to the teaching ministry of the man of God, Kelvin Elsin Gutson. Be ready to receive deep insight into the mysteries of Christ and be equipped in your inner mind to reign in glory in life. Hallelujah. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, Jesus loves you. Because he knows you. You are his possession. Hallelujah. Lift up your right hand. Confess with me. Lord Jesus, we are before you. Lord, we came to have fellowship with the brethren and with you. Tonight, we take authority. Tonight, we stand in awe with you. And we declare to the kingdom of darkness, be quiet. Be quiet. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we be seated? Praise God. How did we get to have electricity? One, God created man. Now man gained wisdom from God and saw that if I put A, B, C together, it can generate electricity. So God granted wisdom for the generation of electricity. So, electricity coming into being came from a spiritual import, which is wisdom from God. Now, that ability was put together so now we have electricity in our walls. And then somebody looked at it and said, if I'm able to bring electricity to this conduit, it will generate heat that can boil water, that can iron dresses. That wisdom was also granted by God. And the person generated a heater, water heater. How many of you understand the two things that I've said? Now, after the generation of electricity, using electricity does not not demand wisdom God because the physical line has been laid but demands divine protection from God that I don't trigger the wires the wires wrongly for them to kill me it's, it's like learning to drive you learn to drive when you when you know how to drive we don't drive with divine ability we drive with physical ability, but we need divine protection to guide us to where we should turn the steer at the right time, not to turn the steer at the wrong time, not to accelerate and overspeed at the wrong time and end up wrongly. Can tell you for a fact, there are days that you were traveling or you were driving, you had a, a, a flat tire on the road, you were so angry because you were working against time, but that was for your salvation. Because God has orchestrated something divine for you. Praise God. 
These things are is what man does not understand. So the application of faith has become messless. So in this day, we only have faith in one sentence. We have faith to, to receive. To receive physical need from God. That's not faith. That's not faith. But somebody said, but God fell manna from heaven. No, watch this. God, the children of God didn't have faith that God was going to give them food from heaven. God surprised them. God, so I'm teaching about faith that wins. God surprised them. With God's own import, he gave it to them that way. Is somebody here? Faith is when, I'm going to give you an example. Abraham, Abraham knew that Sarah was barren because Abraham had given birth. Yeah. To Ishmael. And God said, I will make you the father of all nations. But not to Ishmael. But Abraham believed that, watch this, watch this. Abraham believed that he would give birth with Sarah, who was a barren. Now, a physical man will come out. A physical man came out, called Isaac, in the, in the, in the event of birth. But it was impossible for a barren to give birth. So something supernatural should happen. To give way for the barren woman to give birth. And Abraham believed that God would make that possible. And God made it possible. And Sarah gave birth. That is faith. But it doesn't end there. How can you have one child and be a father of all nations? without doubting God. And for God to make it even more serious, God came down and said, Abraham, go and take your son, your only son. By definition, because Abraham had children with Keturah, he had Ishmael as well, he had six children with Keturah, had Ishmael and also had Isaac. But he said, go and take your only son and name the son Isaac. Meaning, the rest, God do not recognize the rest. Can I tell somebody something? God recognized the rest of them as children of Abraham, but not a son. Don't get confused. Isaiah chapter 9, verse 6. It's good to study scriptures. God's word. Say, for unto us, a child is born to it. Abraham gave birth to a child. One of them was called Ishmael. And the rest of the six. But he was given a son. And his name is Isaac. So when you look at the genealogy of Jesus Christ, he begins from Abraham, next to Isaac, then to Jacob, 
Ishmael is lost. Hallelujah. So the gift of sonship began from that covenant. That's why you are a son of God. You have a connection to the seed of Abraham. Abraham didn't have seeds. Abraham had a son called Isaac, but he has also a seed. The seed of Abraham is neither Isaac nor any of the genealogies but the Christ. Hallelujah. So we must have faith that wins. Mark chapter number 11, the 20, 20 verse. I'll begin from verse 20. And I'll, I'll put a break at 23 and 24. Let me know when you are there. Have you written it down? Hallelujah. Say from this day, my faith will win. Verse number 20. As they passed, as they passed by, you see, this is a cupboard. This is a cupboard. Hanging right in church. I need a third person to come and pull it. And you are sitting down there in your house. You see one small cupboard and you, you have to go and chase a prophet to tell him. Even in the prophet's own church, there has been cupboards before, but they remove it before he comes. You see, we are using natural things to connect to the spiritual wrongly. And there you will be applying your faith that as I pray, Hallelujah. It's cupboard. Produced by a spider. Take the cupboard on. Get some insecticides to finish the spiders. Hallelujah. Praise God. Verse 20. Let's go. It says, as they passed by in the morning, saw a fig tree. Wilted away to its roots. Now, I want us to focus on this statement. The fig tree, God created a fig tree. Now, follow through carefully. And God has placed a command on the fig tree. Say, hey, be fruitful for my child. So, the fig tree is mandated by God to be fruitful. That when you want to fetch from it, you have what you need from the tree. The moment the fig tree is not able to produce that fruitfulness, it has altered God's design. Why? God has given the fig tree soil. God has given the fig tree nutrition. God has given the fig tree rain. God did not pour his rain on it for anything that it bears fruit for you. And the fig tree refuses to bear fruit. That's an abomination. 
How many of you has caught up with where we are? It's an abomination. So for the born again, when it came to the victory, you understand and you agree easily that it's, it's, it's an abomination. John chapter 15, verse number 16. Say, for I have called you, I have chosen you. And I have sent you for that ye should bear fruit. And that your fruit should remain. Hallelujah. You did not choose yourself, did you? But Jesus chose you and appointed you that you should go and bear fruit and that your fruit should remain or abide. So that whatever you ask, hold the scripture there. I'm dealing between only two chapters for you to get it so easy. Dealing between chapter 15 of John and chapter 11 of the book of Mark. Now, Jesus said that you should bear fruit and your fruit should abide so that, now follow through, so that, so your, your, your fruit will only abide for a reason and it's good to abide for a reason. And he says, so that whatever you ask from, you ask the Father in my name, he, he may, he did not say he will, he may, now give me KJV, he may give it to you. KJV, same scripture, KJV. Whatever you ask in my name, he may give it to you. Amplify. Keep going with me. Amplify. He may give it to you. Amplify. If you have amplified yourself, open it up and see what is written. Amplify. Name is might. Will mean surely. Hallelujah. So one, if, if, okay, it says, so that whatever you, you, you ask the Father in my name as presenting all that I am, he may. Sometimes we pray and we don't understand why we are not receiving. We are not receiving. We are not receiving the answers. He may. Why, why is it not he will? By me. One, your fruit must be genuine. Your fruit must be genuine. Now what kind of fruit is he expecting you to bear? Jesus is not expecting you to yield orange. but to manifest the supernatural. How does he expect you to do it? Because the blessing he... See, 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 let me, let me, let me get this. Drop your pens, drop your pens, and get this understanding straight. See, the blessing of the born again, the, I, I want to make it so easy for you to understand. The blessing of the born again is spiritual, not natural. A spiritual, not. Now hear what Jesus said. John chapter 3, verse 5. Don't write. I'll give you space to write it. John, I want you to understand this thing so clearly. John chapter 3, verse 5. Jesus answered, I assure you, most solemnly, 
I tell you, unless a man is born of water and even the spirit, he cannot enter the kingdom of God. So you need both. Verse 6. You need both there. Verse 6. That which is born of the flesh is and that which is born of the spirit is and the blessing of the born again is spiritual according to Ephesians 1 3. So the faith of the born again can never be applied physically. It can only be applied spiritually because it has a spiritual conduit. But we are doing physical application all throughout. When we lift an offering, that's when we think faith, faith must be applied. God, when I give this offering, Lord, as I give this offering, Lord, as I present this sacrifice to you, that which I need, then we mention what we need. Let it be. It will never be. I want to assure you of something. You know, when, when, when I was studying this and the Holy Ghost was important in a lot of things, I said, so we have a lot of men of God who are liars. And they are lying to us with a lying tongue without breathing. The Holy Ghost said something simple. I've said it on Monday, Tuesday, and I'm repeating it on Wednesday. He said, look for my promise where I have attached that gift for that promise to be activated and I'll do the same. The promises of God, they are yes and amen. Label all the promises. Among the Ten Commandments, there is a promise. Anna, thy father and mother, and thy years shall be lengthened. And you go and sow seed. You go and sow seed for, for, for long, long life. You, 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 you want to pay God. For long life. Prosperity. You're paying God for prosperity. Joshua 1.8. Ask me anything. I'll give you a scripture. You see, we must understand God from this day and do it. Forget about what you've been told. Go for what the word says. We are applying our faith wrongly. You want to prosper? God has shown you the way. Say, this book of law shall not depart from your. You shall meditate on a day. And then. You say, I'm going to sow seed for my prosperity. I need a car. So I'm sowing a seed for a car. Forget it. Jesus had a car. That he didn't buy. And he sowed no seed. Say, brother, go to the city. Go to this place. There's a camel. Tie down. Untie the camel and bring the camel to me. Today they will tell you it's, it's, it's stealing. And the owner could not question anybody. You see? You are sick. You are looking for healing. And they say when you sow this seed you shall be healed. It's a lie. It's a fallacy. Jesus said, if my people would turn and listen to me, would turn away from their sins and listen to me, 
I'll forgive them and heal the land. Not, not just, not just healing. You see, healing is not just for, for hepatitis. It's not for cancer and the rest. See, I will heal the land. Now watch this. He says, in his stripes we are healed. In his stripes we are healed. In his stripes we are healed. So redemption brings about healing in totality. Redemption. Then you go and sow a seed for healing from spondylosis. And you are applying your faith. And you see, then your faith now has everybody listen carefully. Listen carefully if if you want to travel quick in the things of the spirit. Now, when you sow a seed, let me, let, me, let me agree with you. When you sow a seed, let's say you're looking for a house. And you sow a seed for that five-bedroom five house. You sow a seed, a beautiful seed. And you begin to apply your faith. Am I right? Now your faith, you've given a bedrock to your faith, which is your seed. So you are dependent on the bedrock to, to influence God to produce a result. My God. You are relying on, the, on, on those of you who want your business to travel abroad. You have to sow your seed in dollar. $10,000 for that. If you sow that seed, I can tell you a year from now. Hey, Makotaramoshiriyadaye. Then they know that there is a spiritual transmission. You see, Jesus has prepared a place for you. He has given you command over the natural. That's why I began from the fig tree and that's where we will end. A command over the natural because the, the natural is to bear fruit for the spirit man. And we are not supposed to pay for it. Rather, if they don't bear fruit, we curse them. Job did the same. Job said, I cursed the day in which I was born. Hallelujah. If it was Job's day today, a prophet or a man of God would tell somebody, I see the day you were born. When I look into the calendar, 310375. When I put it together, 310375. How many digits? I'm talking about six digits. So I see 100,000, 220, 210,317. When you sow that seed, when you sow that seed, I can tell you in the day you were born, I can tell you, heaven will envelope that day and the spiritual forces of darkness shall be castigated. This is, this is, this is prophetic calculation. If you know, you know. Come on, I'm birthing this from my spirit. Brother, I tell you. If that money is not available, sell the house. Sell that seed. And God is going to redeem you from that situation. 
In fact, in your generation. And I can tell you, you redeem 32 natures of your generation. In fact, I am angry in my spirit. And immediately, they are running for these things. Are you buying God? Are you buying God? I have come to a state to know studying God. So I realized that, you see, we have stopped thinking. And we have started misbehaving. Because even a child at the age of 10 knows that he cannot buy God. Now follow this carefully. The blood with which Jesus purchased your soul from the devil, you didn't buy. You didn't pay. But you are fool enough to believe that you can pay God for something else. This whole faith matter is based on buying God. It, it, the proper, it's still showing. But tonight I will de- declare to you what faith is. Faith is connecting your natural self, disconnecting it, putting your spiritual self here alive and connecting to the heavenly blessing and commanding out of the heavenly blessing to see physical appearance. Not paying for that. I I don't know. I've tried to understand this thing, but I gain no understanding. And I know that most of you are, not most of you, all of you, including me. I remember I saw some 24-hour seat some time ago. Yeah. That was 2012. Yeah. July. One month after I got born again. 24-hour seat. Yeah. Can I talk to you? Give out of the blessing God has given you. Don't give to buy God. That's not faith. That's not faith. Faith is taking hold of what your eye is seeing when it is not in your hand. Faith is not paying hold. We don't, you can't pay for hope. Mark 11. Let's move to verse 21. Are you with me? No, I began from verse 20. So let's, I took only one verse. So 21. And Peter remembered and said to him, Rabbi, look, the fig tree that you cast has withered. When they were coming, instead of them to see fruitfulness on the fig tree, it was withered. And Peter, when they were passing by on their reverse journey, Peter said, Master, look, the fig tree that you cursed has withered. 
a tree that was standing with it with its leaves on its roots, evergreen. Jesus said, Be that cares for not bearing fruit. And by their return, it was withered. By their return, it was what? How much did Jesus pay? Now watch this. Jesus doesn't have faith. God doesn't have faith. By faith we believe that God called into being that which was not as if they were. It's by faith we believe. It's not by faith God believes. So God has faith in who? In what? God doesn't have faith. He is neither faith. We've not understood what faith is. God does not have faith. Neither is he faith. Romans 10 verse 17. Faith cometh by hearing. And hearing by the word of God. So faith is a virtue that comes to us when we hear God's word. When we receive the word, it gives us an inspiration. And that inspiration makes you know that it is possible. And that inspiration is what is called faith. That, that word, that terminology, people are making money out of that word. So there's so much definition, so much uh, uh, catastrophic analogies. Come on. But God has labeled what it is. So faith comes by hearing. And hearing is by the word. So it's, it's an inspiration we pick from God's word. And if you don't understand, let, let me let me let me give you an let me give you something to kill you in. I'll go to Hebrews eleven one, but let me give you something to kill you in. The book of Second Timothy, chapter number three, the seventeenth verse. There's this great saying there. Now I'm gonna show you two things. You remember Jesus said, My food is to do God's will. And Jeremiah also says in Jeremiah 15, 16, that I found your word and I ate them. You, you cannot eat the words physically. And Ezekiel uh, uh, went to heaven and they gave him the scroll and the angel said, eat it. Go and read. Steady more. Hallelujah. I, I call that scripture right now. Second Timothy Give me 16. Now, he says, All scriptures is breathed out by God. Now, KJV. He says, All all scriptures is given by inspiration of God. So, uh, the scriptures are given by inspiration of God. They are given by breath of God, by the life of God. So we take it in and we also receive life. We also, we take it in 
And we also receive inspiration. Amplify this verse for me. We take it in and we also receive what? Inspiration. Every scripture is God's breath. God's breath given by his inspiration. Are you hearing this? Are you hearing this? So when I take in scriptures, I should feel God's breath going through me. God's life going through me. God's mind. God's ability. God's input. I should see it going through my mind, my spirit, my ligaments, and my blood. And that is what is faith. Faith is what you receive studying or hearing God's word. That is faith. And what makes it faith? Because God's word is full of promises. And now you come to believe that what God has promised is real and will happen. Praise God. What God has promised is real and will happen. Now, what's the fervent promise to the born again? There's a fervent promise to the born again. There are no two promises to the born again. There are not three promises to the born again. There are not four. There's one parent promise from which all the other sub-promises comes from. Or I'll call them subsidiary promises. They all come from the parent promise. The parent promise for the born again is John 3.16. Not two. Not three. So you see, preachers, we've been able to get you, the listener, your mind to so many diverse things. So the focus of the reason of Christ coming on earth has been disdained and forgotten. We no longer think about it. What is eternal life if I'm poor? Give me money. Forget about eternal life. God, yes, I will talk about your eternal life, but first, a guy. So I have faith, but I will apply it for money first. That's the trouble today. I have heard a word. I believe in the promise. But I'll apply it for my husband that I'm looking for first. Mm -mm. Amazingly, all the packages we are looking for is in eternal life. Power. Not political power. Because that one will corrupt you absolutely. Divine power. Wealth. 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 Wisdom. Might. Glory. Honor. And blessing. No man needs anything apart from this. And hear what he says about the born again. He says, all that pertains to life. Life is. 
He did not say all that pertains to godliness and life. You cannot be godly if you don't have life. So he says all that pertains to life and godliness. God has given the born again. God will not give the born again. He has. I want you to catch this. Then I'll flip back to Mark and bring a conclusion. I don't want you to stay here after eight. Or just a little before eight, we close. He says, all that pertains to life and godliness. God has. It is not God will or God might. He has given to the born again. Watch this. So you need a car. It's for what? Life. A house is for life. Children is for life. Money, Ega, is for life. God has given the born again. Where is it? Question, Pastor Kevin. This man is crazy. What is he talking about? Where is it? My bank account is empty. Your poverty is your own doing. Not God's own doing. Say, but I'm righteous, but I'm still poor because you have chosen to be poor. Poverty is a choice for the born again. Somebody must hear this. He says, the spirit of God will come upon you and all that your hands finds to do, do it. He did not say something will, no, no, no. All that your hands will find to do, do it. The born again is the only person who can turn ice water selling into a water factory. On the speed of the wings of angels. But it's up to them, it is when what you believe. That the promise is that what my hands fans to do, I should do it. So the day you get born again, the first thing you do to, to kill the life of poverty is to look for something to put your hands in. Not to sow seed for a job. You look for something and put your, engage your hands. I'm, I'm teaching you about the faith that wins. God did not say, sow a seed for a job. He says, I will bless the works of your hands. That's the promise. And he says, whatever your hands finds to do, do it. So find a job. Put your hands into it. Employ your hands. And God will bless that works which is of your hands. It's not by your seed. Then when you find a job, you can now say, I want to appreciate God. I want to appreciate God. And when you see the expansion and growth, you say, I want to, I want to capsize God's mind upside down with my sacrifice. Hear me. Solomon did not sacrifice to God looking for anything. Solomon made a sacrifice to appreciate what God has done. Then God says, Solo, you have hurt my heart. Solomon, you have turned my heart for your soul. What can I do for you? Solomon said, wealth I don't need. Life, God, I don't even need because I know I have you, so I have life. God, teach me the way to make your people understand your word and decide between good and evil that they will not do evil, but stay on, the, on your path of goodness. God said, what? How many men will come before me 
and not tell me, God, bring me all the silver and gold. Solomon, what are you saying? I should teach you to teach my people. I grant you wisdom. But all the gold around the globe, every year they will transport them to you. And we saw it happening. But when we go to God, what are we asking for? What are we asking for? And this message of prosperity, and, and you see, all the, all the prosperity preachers, they call themselves faith preachers. So they preach the faith of prosperity. For God so loved the world that he gave his only begotten son, Jesus the Christ, that whosoever believed in Jesus should not perish, but have everlasting life. The, the scripture is not for God so loved the word that he gave us Jesus Christ that whosoever believes in Jesus prospers. First, life. Now, there, there, is, there, is, there, is, there is a cage of, 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 of faith given to every single man. Romans 12 verse 3. God has given every single man faith. But how are we applying it? The, the one who is not born again has faith in his God. Today, the gods are many. Even football is a God. For by grace given to me, I say to everyone, among you, not to think of himself more highly than he ought to think, but to think with sober judgment, each according to the measure of faith that God has given him. So everyone again has a measure of faith that God has given you. And some are not aligned to it. You know, they will tell you, but the widow, the widow had faith. And the widow gave to the, the prophet. No. God actually commanded the prophet to go and take the widow's food and eat. So God said, go and take the widow's food. Eat it. Let the widow be hungry for now. But I will bless the widow forever. So the widow had a choice. To decide to satisfy herself now. And make the prophet hungry. Or satisfy the prophet now. And never be hungry again. Like the woman, by the world she was seeking. For what cannot satisfy. But I hear my Savior calling. Calvin, come drink from my well. Come drink from my well. Which will never ever dry. Yes, my cup, Lord. I lift it up, Lord. Come and quench this testing of my soul. Bread of heaven. Fill me till I want no more. Yes.
it's my cup filled up and make me whole. Like the young man, after university, he was looking for a job. So the young man so hasty. And he locked himself up in the room, praying and fasting without an application to any company. Oh, so I see the young man struggling years after master's degree. Because the Lord will not employ you in your bedroom. Either way, He gives you a work of prostitution. So I tell you, young man, get up and take your application and walk to the big companies. And drop your application without a seat and confess that I have this job. And I hear my Savior calling, saying, Young man, come here. I appoint you as the CEO of that company in which you drop your application. I have made you the number one man in the company. Then the young man said, Now I lift my cup to you. Come and quench this thirsty bread of heaven. Bread of heaven. Like a misery, the Lord has given you, brother, all that pertains to life and godliness. But if you lack the consciousness, you will walk as a beggar and live like a slave. Yet you are a king. So yes, my cup, Lord. I lift it up. Come and quench. Come and quench. This thing of my Blaming God for what he has done already. 
the essence of the cross means nothing if the born again does not have what he needs for life and godliness no more yes my God fill it up and make me old. let me continue let me continue please take your seat still in the book of Mark or should I end it here Stay in the book of Mark. I believe we are in the... Which verse are we? 22nd, right? And Jesus answered them, Have faith in God. Now, this is the the main scripture I'm teaching on. What what is he saying? Come on! Have faith in who? Hmm. Those of you who have been having faith in your seat, you lost it. God, forgive my language. God doesn't work at DVLA. Forgive my language. You can't pray. See, when the promise, when there's an attachment to the promise, you have to fulfill the attachments by faith. Anna, thy father and mother. Now I'm going to tell you something precious. Anytime you sow a seed, to a promise that does not require you to sow a seed, you are doubting God. You are telling God, God, what you wrote is incomplete. You needed to add that I need to sow a seed for you to do it. You didn't add it. So God, I know your mind before you wrote it. I'm fulfilling your mind for you blasphemy. I want to raise spiritual beings not physical beings. See, these are the reasons you go to ministries and the pastors are anointed, the congregants, nothing. Because they teach them on the wrong path and forsake the right path. You see, he says, I have been young. And I'm now old. I have never seen the righteous beg for bread. And you are righteous and you don't believe that you will never be poor. But you only believe that your seed will make you rich. And the people who sow this seed, they don't even pay their tithes. When God has placed, you see, there's a command, there's a command attached to tithing. There's a command, there's a promise attached to tithing. If you have one city, God says, I will show it when you tithe on the one city. When it was one city, you were tithing exactly. Ten cities, your tithe was exact. Hundred cities, exact. One million, exact. 
10 million as such. 100,000. Hundred thousand Ghana. Five hundred. So your tide becomes your tide becomes one legged. So the tide is sleeping. You, you know what you've created? The promise will also be. Then when it gets to one million Ghana, one million dollar. The tide becomes three quarters. Because he cannot give that much to God. And after when you get problems, you want to sow seed beyond your tides. God, God forgive those who have taught us these things. Maintain yourself in there. Then, you see, when you maintain yourself in there and trouble comes, you don't need to increase by seed. You go to God and say, God, have you forgotten you gave me a promise concerning my tithe and I gave you the tithe? God! Hezekiah! Did not go to God and say, God, save me, I'll give you 40% of what I have. Or brought 50% of what he has before God. He turned to the world and said, God, have you forgotten me? Remember me. Remember me. Forget about the useless teachings you've heard. And abide to the word. Go for what the word says. So now every day I post one scripture saying what God says. The point, the point again is here to reign. But until we know what is giving us, we will die servants. Some of us are rich, but God doesn't need us to be rich. He wants us to be wealthy at this time. But we are rich at this time. Meaning we are distance away from our blessing. Because we've been trying to bribe God. When you come to church, don't wait for the preacher man to cut scriptures before you give. Come prepared from the house, expressing the blessing. And there will be an expansion. You don't need scriptures, quotations, analogies. and No, you don't need them. Trust in him. Say, have faith in God. Have faith in God. He did not say, have faith in your giving. Hey, somebody watch me. He didn't even say, have faith in your tithe. He says, have faith in who? In God. Can I, can I shock you? You don't pay your tithe to help God. You pay your tithe to shield your belonging. He said, have you not shielded Job all around and all his possession? Have you not shielded him? And, and, and you see, God said, Job, 
It's a righteous and a blameless man who runs away from evil. So when God says you are blameless, it means you are fulfilling the commandments. Meaning Job was heeding to the commandments on giving to the widow, to the poor, and tithing. And giving to ministry. And since the preacher man knows you will not give, he will give you scriptures that will cause you to radiate the giving unconditionally. And now you have faith in the giving instead of having faith in God. That faith doesn't win. That faith becomes a curse. Because you are telling God, I don't believe in the promise. I believe in what I have given you. Work for me, God. How can you, how can you be an employer and God be an employee? The woman by the world said, Lord, you don't even have anything. How can you give me water? And Jesus said, I will give you water that will never quench the living waters. I hear my Savior calling. Come draw from my well. God is not calling you to come and draw from your seat. Hallelujah. Praise God. We must understand the sequence of his throne. God is not a man. Do not try to connect to God with the human mindset. You must connect to God. says, they that come to him, we must come to him believing that he exists. Praise God. Verse 23. He said, truly I say to you, whoever says to this mountain, be taken up and thrown into the sea and does not doubt and does not doubt in his heart. You might not doubt in the saying, but in your heart you doubt. What are some of these doubts? That is when you say, my seed is better than the promise. My seed is better than the promise. My seed is better than the promise. So, see what's happening. People go to church and sow a seed and get out of church and go and sin recklessly and they are waiting for God to fulfill. Why? They have paid God. Watch churches. They see sowers. They are the worst sinners. Harvesting! Harvest time. So until harvest comes. Harvest time. Blessing time. So until the harvest day comes. No blessing. And it's the harvest day that the rich men showed their wealth. 
next on sale. Then somebody will call. Yes, from this angle. How much? 50,000. Yes, yes. 70. 100. 120, 150. 200. 300. 400 going. 500, 1. 900, 2. Oh, brother, you are the man. Oh, yeah, yeah, oh, yeah. 900, 1. 902 1 million 1 million 1 1 1 million cover him cover him brother you won't beg it if you won't beg give him I'll sell it. Give it. Give it. You see, and that is what we believe in. The trouble, some of the troubles I face in this ministry, they would tell me, do it this way. I said, brother, I can't. Not that I will not. I can't. I cannot extort anybody with the anointing, I can't. Because there is no blessing in it for you. And then, he buys the thing for one million. And he puts his faith in that one million. Because the kind of prayer that will fall on the one million. Hallelujah. It's time to have your faith in God. He said, if you have faith as little as a master seed, you will tell this mountain, be that removed. And the mountain will be removed. Now, 23, will be removed. And does not doubt in his heart. But believes that what he says, not what he gives, Maybe on the day of you saying this, you know that you have some things you need to give to God. Give to him. Give to him. But don't let the giving, don't let the giving be the bedrock of what you are asking God to do. He says, does not doubt and believes that what he says, believe that what he says will come to pass. Not what he gives will go and yield fruit. If it is wrong, then God is wrong. Not me. And God cannot be wrong. If even I cannot declare that I am wrong on telling you what it is written, how much God, who is the writer? And he says, will come to pass. It will be done for him. When you don't doubt and you believe it, so he has it 24, verse 24, verse number 24. Therefore, I tell you, whatever you ask in prayer, 
believe that you have received it and it will be yours. It will be yours. So you come to me, a pastor. Pastor, I've been praying about this for 50 years. You know, I tell you, because you've not sown a seed. <laughs> many of you here believe in that. Don't, don't. How many of you have believed in that so many times? Please, erase it. Believe in what you say, not what you give. What you give is an article. What you say is a spirit. Articles do not move from the earth to the throne. And if you are unrighteous, forget it. The prayer of Cornelius, it was guarded before God. But God never took it until he became born again. This is what God expects of us. Hebrews 1, verse 6, declares what faces. Hebrews 11, verse, verse 1, declares what faith is. Hebrews 11, verse 1. Now, faith is the assurance. Why assurance? The promise. Faith is when we bring the promise to bear. Believe in the promise. The assurance of faith hopeful that the promise is true, is real. The conviction of things not seen. Let me give you an example. Let me give you an example. Take me to the book of Psalm, chapter 1, and I'm reading from the first verse. And the scripture I need is in verse 3. The book of Psalms, chapter 1. Verse 1 to 3. Say, Blessed is the man who walks not in the counsel of the wicked, nor stand in the ways of sinners, nor sit in the seat of scoffers. Next verse. But his delight is in the law of the Lord, and his law, he meditates day and night. Verse 3. He is like a tree, the righteous. It's like a tree planted by the stream of water that yields its fruit in, in its season and its leaves does not wither. In all that he does, he prospers. Now watch this. God says, if you remain righteous, in all that you do, you will prosper. Your fruit will yield fruit. Your, your, your fruit will yield, your leaves will yield fruit in season because you are not, never out of season. This is a promise. And you go and sow seed for prosperity. And the only seed that people sow bigger is on prosperity. When they need something. His title is 500 Ghana. But when he needs a house, he sows a seed of 10,000. Follow through carefully. God says, if you give that 10,000 and you are unrighteous, that prosperity will not come from you. 
That's all he says. So you now go and give the 10,000 in your unrighteousness to dot the promise. And say, God, yes, you threaten that I need to be righteous for you to prosper me. But see, I'm paying for my righteousness. 10,000 gonna take. Does God, does God require the unrighteous? The blood of the unrighteous? Even he says he does not want to see. They are deaf. He's not happy about. Hallelujah. But you can change the sequence now. 8.15. You can change the sequence now. Hebrews 11.6. You can change the sequence now. By believing rightly. And applying the right faith. Faith is spiritual. And yields positive results. And it says, without faith... It is impossible to please him. For whosoever would draw near to God must believe that he exists and that he reward those who seek him. My God. Now hear this. God rewards seekers, not payers. God rewards seekers not payers. says, they that seek him must seek him in spirit and in truth. So God rewards those who seek him by the word, through the Holy Spirit, not payers. Too much for me to bear. Too much for me to bear. Can I shock you? God appreciates your seed, your tithe, your offering, as you are, you are appreciating his blessing on your life. And when he realizes you appreciate it, even us, when you buy, when you buy, when you buy something for your wife and she's so happy. For example, you go to town, you come and buy and you buy some shawarma for lady. And you come and lady is so happy about that shawarma. What do you do when you need points? Just give her a sign. And you buy how many more shawamas? As much as you can eat. Simple. Women, true or false? When you see People show appreciation to the little things you give them. You want to give them what? More. True or false? So when God gives you a little and you show your appreciation, he wants to give you more. Show your appreciation rather than to try and bribe God when you are in need. I heard a story. I don't know how true it is told me said two people were in school they wrote an exam same exams one did exclusively well one did not do well at all 
and they were going home. And the one who did not do well was playing football and enjoying himself by the road as they go. And the one who did was a kwaku. Ah, when I look at your results and your behavior, I'm, I'm really worried. Then kwaku said, why are you worried? About my They said, ah, you didn't do well at all. Mass, 5 over 10. English, 2 over 10. Science, 1 over 10. Over 100, sorry. So you didn't even get 10% in any of the subjects. So why are you? Why are you? Say, hey, look, my father is a policeman. And an MTTU man. All I need to do is to put one CD in the middle of my report and go and give to my father. When he opens and see the one CD, he will not see, look at the marks. Who has said that before? I don't know how true it is. But God is not that person. God is not that person. So we live the wrong life and we put something in the offering basket that God will do what we need. That message is for children, not sons. Your seed, your seed can move God. Your tithe can move God. Your offering can move God, but in the right way. Your tithe, your seed, your offering can never foster God to move as your faith. We, we represent our faith by our tithe, our offering, and our seed. See people having programs all over. If you write from here, go and tune into uh, Facebook. You will see some happening. Today is Wednesday, Friday. You see it happening again. Sunday, Bobo. If, 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 if you want a new car. Now I see the cars in Ghana are bought in dollars. Any seed above $500. If you want categories of the coroless, you must be between $500 to, you know. So they, 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 they do prescription for God. And men are so quick to sow into it. Even in their sins. Somebody says, myself and my girlfriend, we sow 10000 into it. And when we went home, before we slept, my, my, myself and my girlfriend, we prayed about it. Think about what I just said. We held our hands and prayed on the bed before we slept. So God will no longer quantify their sins because they have paid. And this is the message that is selling. And this is where people are, are queuing their faith to. You know what God wants to kill your faith to? The anointing. God wants you to believe His Son Jesus. When you believe, He grants you eternal life. And it's a package. You become a son and anointed. So what you say reveals what you want. Did you understand? What you say reveals what you want. Not what you give. What you say 
reveals what you want so you can give more. If we can understand faith and go by it the way God wants it, uh, our seed offering and tithe, church can never use a basket. Yeah. Probably it has to be electronic. Because the basket then, the you alone, your seed, if you say you are sowing a seed, they need a tractor or articulator. Yes. But you see, we are using the physical connections. Go through scriptures. All those God prospered, they use spiritual connections. Job was poor by the road as God has detailed on him. He never begged anyone. No, no, no earthly decision was given to him that he took. He said, you are physicians of liars. I still connect to God. And before God blessed him, he said, Job, tell me the four corners of the world. Tell me where they are. If you know, then you know what I can do. Job didn't know, so he didn't know how much God can bless him. And God gave him a double fold of the previous. But if it were we today, we'll go to town and work, and what we get, we'll take it to church and sow it as seed. Say, God, remember me. No. Tell him to remember you by your deed, by your work, by your appearance, by your thoughts, by your, by, by your life. And as you stay on the righteous course, God will mesmerize you with a blessing. will mesmerize you with a blessing. Never allow yourself to be coerced to give. Give appropriately and as ordained by the Holy Spirit. And your blessings shall be many. And any time you withhold something you need to give to God, you are cursing yourself. Ananias and Sapphira. Let me balance it for you so you understand well. Anytime you withhold anything you need to give to God, you are cursing yourself. It means you are faithless. Why faithless? Because you don't believe God gave you that blessing. You are cursing yourself. Give to God. Jesus said to us, give to Caesar what belongs to Caesar and to God what belongs to why do you want to hold on to what belongs to God? Jesus did not say hold on to what belongs to God. He said give. Praise God. Hey somebody here. Never apply your faith. Using your giving as a bedrock. Apply your faith using the promise of God's word as the bedrock. And that faith wins. And when you apply your faith that way, there's only one thing that is sure. You win. Hallelujah. Now lift up your right hand. Say, Lord, thank you for this blessed word. In your name, by your power, by your spirit, I disconnect from all previous thoughts which made me 
seem to bribe you. From today, I will never have faith in my seed. But I will have faith in you, God. Hallelujah. Praise God. I want to do something very unusual. I want to answer five questions from you. These teachings leave a lot on your mind. I want to ask, answer five questions from you. Yeah. Give him a microphone. Yes, my God. Yes. I want to relate that uh, uh, the blessings that we give, the seed, or yield, whatever, the devil rather will come and supply it and making us believe that it is God who has blessed us. Thereby remaining in sin and in a state of life. Please, can you clarify if because, in such case? Because, yeah. What I mean, I have sowed huge a, a amount to God, yeah. even in my sins. Yeah. But I have received a blessing or whatever it is. Uh-huh. But I want to say that that might come from the devil yeah. to make me remain in my state of life, sin. Mm-hmm. Without being born again. Okay, so let me answer you. Let me answer you. That's a very powerful question. Everybody, look at my face. See my small eyes. Are you seeing them? Now, watch this. Christians do not give as Muslims. Muslims give more than Christians. How many of you know that? And when they give, they receive for what they gave. Are you aware? Why? The question is, why? Whatever you sow, you will reap. Whatever. You know, when you sow a seed to this brother, it's not evil. But God is not going to bless you for that seed you sow. Because you did not sow a godly seed. You have sown an evil seed. Why? You are not righteous. So the question is, where did the blessing come from? That's the biggest question. Where did the blessing come from? First thing, it did not come from God. Any time you have you had tried to bribe God according to any message preached to you, and any blessing that came wasn't from God. Now I'm gonna shock you. That somebody wants to hear this. Any grain of corn that you plant will germinate. If even it's on a desert, pour water on it, it will germinate. Why? God has fixed the first and the second heavens for that order. But the third heavens works on only one order. Righteousness and holiness. Do you know that there are some rains that happen that is not from God? Rainfall 
rainfall. Rainfall. Say so what? Don't you know that fetish priests can command rain? Is that coming from God? Because that rain is from the first heavens. But when God opened the tombs of heaven for rain, it's for a harvest. So don't be, don't be, don't be, don't be so much tuned into. And watch this. There are some things you did three years ago. That the blessing will come seven years to come from now. Ten years. And it coincided with some seed you sow or something you did around that. I said, yes. There are some things coming into your life. Which are coming because of what your mother or father or your grandfather or somebody did for the family. And you do something and something. You say, yes. It's not from you. Mark eleven thirteen scripture. Mark eleven thirteen. Please, uh, the last part of it says that mm-hmm. for let for me read it for was here. not for it season. was not the season for figs. Now to bear was, fruit. Yes. So then, why did, did Jesus curse the tree? I gave you that scripture. Who saw that scripture? Psalm one verse three. You see, let me tell you something. The fig tree is not supposed to bear fruit at that time. But as long as I'm a born again and I need food, it must bear fruit. When? Instant. That's the danger about you. And that's why we walk in miracles. When it comes to us, there's no season and out of season. Hallelujah. We are different. Amen. Next question. I've answered two. I'm answering five. Next question. I used to do this and I stopped. Pastor. Thank you, sir. Thank you. Thank you, sir, for the message. And please, I want to ask that as you are um, preaching right now, mm. maybe I. The message. You pick a prophetic word. Okay, so let me give you an example. I decree. In my message, that anybody under the sound of my voice, 12 months from now, you'll be a millionaire. And then you decide to tithe into that seed, that uh, prophecy. So you are giving to God that God, I have accepted to be a millionaire in 12 months. It won't work. Motive. You are paying God for it. It's motive. But hear this. You said, this is mine. I'm excited in my spirit. I lambano it, meaning I claim it. God, thank you for making it mine. Two different things. Did somebody understand that? Did somebody understand that? I'm thanking you for making it mine. You have already claimed it. You are not paying God to claim it. You have already claimed it. So it's now what? Thanksgiving. Expressing the blessing. Motive. 
Hallelujah. I've answered three. Four. How are you, man of God? Blessed. I hear a preacher saying, faith without works. It's dead. It's not preacher saying, the word yes, says it. Yes. yes. So when they want to, you know, get the people of God to give, those people usually... I've answered this in my message. Like yeah. that young man. I'm loving it, Ima. After university, a sitting home, you are not sending your application. I see, I see a hand up there. Your application anywhere. And you are sowing a seed for a job. And sitting home, hiding under your bed and praying and fasting. Who delivered the CV? Oh, pastor. Mercy. Man of God, you get it. Faith without works is dead. So you must have faith that the promise is real and activate it by what you do. That's why I said, whatever your hands finds to do, do it and God will bless the works of your hands. I think this is, everybody must have this message. Go to my podcast tomorrow morning. I have preached, this is the third message of faith. You listen to all of them and I tell you, you will do dangerous things. Let me show you what I did this week. It's a testimony and a confession. Monday morning, I woke up. I said, I'm going to this man for this. I did not even tell my wife. I drove straight to the man's house. I didn't say, please, can you give me? I said, give me this. And he said, no problem. Come for it tomorrow. I said, tomorrow I'm traveling. That's Tuesday. So Wednesday, I'll come for it. Say Wednesday, come between 8 and 9. Today, 9 o'clock. Three minutes after 9, I wasn't there. He called me. I was with my wife going there. He called me. He said, are you, are you not coming? Or where you went? You didn't come back to Accra. I said, I'm in 5 to 10 minutes. I'll be in your house. When I went, he has packaged what I want ready, waiting for me. I did not go there and say, can you give me this? I went there. I said, give me this. Because the word says, we have dominion. This is not something I prayed about. Mm -mm. Talk to me. Um, Daddy, um, Daddy, I want to ask this question. We used to have a program in this church called Reapers. Reapers. When we come with our seeds yeah. to sow to reap. Yeah. Was it not right for us? Reapers says, dare God. What's the motive? What's the motive? What was the motive for sowing the seed? And what were the messages? We're God. There was no message that said, give God this, God will give you that. What was the message? You know, we sow covenant seed. Yes. What's, the, what's, the, what's, the, what's your motive for sowing the covenant seed? There's a declaration that comes. When it comes, what do you do first? We appreciate Boren. Thank you. You, you claim the, 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 uh, the prophetic utterance. You claim it. And then you thank God for it. It's different from saying, God, I know that as long as it is you, when I give this, you will give me that. I wanted to get the difference of that. 
Thank you, sir. It's the message behind, and I don't think I, ever, I can ever preach that message. That give God this, he will give you that. Give God this, he will give you that. It doesn't work. It doesn't work. I remember one of the most powerful messages I preached in, a, in Reapers. Lay gold like dust. Lay gold like dust. Lay gold. You see, we must come to that time when we admit the things of God. And as a preacher, as a preacher, I will personally say that if there is any message that I preach and said, give God this, God will give you that, discount it. I'm called, so I'm not shy in saying things the way they should be. Discount it. It's ungodly. If there is any message I have ever preached and say, give God this, God will give you that, discount it. When it comes to partnership, you know what I do? I pick the, the messages of Christ and Paul. Christ had partners in ministry. I said, give, let's take the gospel out. Give, let's take the gospel out. So our, our partnership is not too attractive. You let me sit on TV and say, give this, God will give you that. Quite money that will flow into this house. But I can't. Yes, Pastor. Talata, thank you for that question. It will clear a lot of people's minds. Thank you, Daddy. My question is, uh, as a child of God, in the midst of people who lack faith. And they are that, taking bribes. <laughs> and you, you have a belief, you trust God mm. for something, but mm. this is a group. Mm. And their faith, uh, your, your faith will have to work for all of them. Mm -hmm. How do you overcome their doubt that is crowded around you? So let them doubt and you believe and proclaim the word of faith. And you overshadow them because the darkness in darkness, darkness comprehends the light not. So no matter how many they are, how dark in they are, you overcome them. Pastor. Shalom, Daddy. Yes, Pastor. You have broken my bones and I want you to face it back for me. I have no matok. <laughs> <laughs> the word broke your bones. Talk to me. There is this scripture I want us to look at. Psalm 106, verse. Psalm 126, verse 5. Verse 5. Yes, sir. I, I, Psalm 1 2 says, okay, I did Psalm 1 1 2. Okay. Psalm 1 2 6, verse 5. This week I did Psalm 1 1 2. I laughed that day. It says, Those who sow in tears shall reap in, shall reap with shout of, but begin from verse 1 and see what he's talking about. Verse number one. Let's all read together. One, two, go. When the Lord restored the fortunes of Zion, we were like those who dream. Next verse. Then our mouth was filled with laughter and our tongues with shout of joy. Then they said among the nations, the Lord has done great things for them. Then our mouths, the Lord has done great things for us. We are glad. Restored our fortune. Watch it. Restore our fortunes, O oh Lord, like streams in Negev. Next verse. 
Those who sow in tears shall reap with shout of joy. Verse 6. He who goes out weeping, bearing the seed for sowing, shall come home with shout of joy, bringing his sheaves with him. What is he trying to tell you? Yeah, Daddy, I want you to... What is he trying to tell you? You need to get a microphone. <laughs> so we are looking at what the Lord has done for us. He says, and he says restore okay. our fortune. Okay. Restore our fortune. And he's now telling the nation, if you sow in tears, you will reap in tears. So why is he telling you to go and sow? Money. Let me excite you. Do you know that the people of the old, God never asked them to sow money. He asked them to sow gold, silver, and, and all those ornaments for his temple. Apart from that, what they sow is what they reap from their fields. Are you with me? Yes, sir. So what was he asking them to sow? Yes, sir. Because some men of God. What was he asking them to sow? That's where the matter is. Okay. What was he asking Israel to sow? Throughout the generations of Israel, what were they to sow? There was one potent thing that they needed to sow. And it's the same today. You sow your life in tears because Hallelujah. You sow your life in tears. You see, nobody now it is a mijina anti and come in nampa me o jama frank and am tisa and man of kwaya me. Ah we see. But we have sown everything to Christ. Bless it. So it, it you see, that's what say I say that it, it's good to do a critical study. Otherwise, these things will throw us in and off. And men of God, we are not, we are not, we are not truthful when it comes to God's delivery, God's way. I just made a statement here tonight that if I've said anything on any day, that causes you to give for God to replenish for your giving. Forget about it. Thousand men, out of thousand men of God, you will get one to say this to his people. You see, you see how it works. Yes. And we must, we must understand what... You see, the children of Israel, God kept giving to them, giving to them for nothing they've given to him. There is, there is, there is nowhere that I, I've heard God, I'm still studying, maybe I'll find one one day, that he has the children of God, the Israel. Go and so there was one seed that everybody knows that they were given to you, but it's actually not a seed. It's a sacrifice. When they sacrifice for their sins, when they sacrifice for... And, and somebody who asked, were they paying God for their sins? No. It was for cleansing. And that's what we represent first with water baptism and second with his blood. He cleanses us with his blood. Are you following so we no longer have to take bulls and uh, camels and all those things to the temple anymore. Precious day. And I believe this will increase your life in Christ. Because without faith, it is impossible to please God. But we, we, we have faith and the bedrock of the faith of the born again today has been his giving. I don't know where that message came from. I don't know where that, that is coming from. But that runs our lives down.
But I see somebody in the house going up. Hallelujah. Praise God. Can we be on our feet? Let's hold hands. Let's hold hands. Are you hearing me? Hold your hands. Now, we are dealing against conspiracy and we don't need 10 minutes. We need one, one single shot. So, a single powerful shot. You remember when Joseph was coming and the brothers saw him. They said, there comes the dreamer. How many of you know that? There comes the dreamer. He was alone and the 11 decided to discuss him. And they planned evil about him. Conspiracy. Say conspiracy. Now, we are going to disconnect from demonic conspiracies and connect to divine conspiracies. Instead of the darkness of this world planning about us, heaven will plan about us. How many of you are ready? How many of you are ready? Look at your neighbor and say, neighbor, neighbor. you are not meant for demonic conspiracies. You are meant for divine conspiracy. Hallelujah. Lift up your hand together up. And say, devil hears. Demons hears. Evil hears. Any conspiracy concerning us, concerning me, concerning my brothers, my sisters, my mothers, aunties, father, family, business, assignment, ministry, anything concerning me, any conspiracy formed before my birth, at my birth, in my life, now, after now, devil, hear me, in the name of Jesus, by the blood of Jesus, by the power of the Holy Spirit. Tonight, I proclaim to you, verily, verily, I disconnect totally, completely. I forbid you and your conspiracy completely, totally. You are forbidden from my sight. In Jesus' name. Are you ready? Hold hands one more time. And I'll connect those within the lanes. Connect. Let's, let's have a total connection in the house. Connect. Those are the edges. Connect. Let's have a total connection in the house. We are claiming something dangerous as a church. Are you ready? Lift it up. Lift your hands up. Say, Lord Jesus, before you, we stand. Lord, in your name. Lord, by your power, we say tonight the forbidden fruits of conspiracy about us in darkness is disconnected. Tonight, Lord, connect us to your divine being. Connect us to divine conspiracies. Let the heavenly bodies, the angels, the elders, 
the servants, the servants, let them have conspiracy about our progress, about our progress, about our well-being, about power, about wealth, about might, about wisdom, about glory, about honor, about our blessing. Lord, connect us now. Lord, connect us now. Lord, connect us now. Hallelujah. We have changed the order. We have changed the order. Praise God. Look at your neighbor and say, you are connected for dangerous things. There's a conspiracy about you that will enthrone you as a president. That will enthrone you as a minister. That will enthrone you as a billionaire. That will enthrone you as a trillionaire. That will enthrone you. I mean a dollar billionaire. A dollar trillionaire. There is a conspiracy. Hallelujah. Shake hands with your neighbor and say, it's good to be born again. We know you've been blessed. You can fellowship with Zoe Outreach Embassy in any of our branches. For further inquiries, kindly call plus 233 54 54 